Why, hello, my little blueberry muffin. You and I have hit a milestone. Episode three. I know. I called you my little blueberry muffin. Am I moving too fast? Her hair is curly. Her teeth are pearly. She's got an edge, but she's still pretty girly. Oh, oh. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. I think I found the secret to happiness, and I'm not kidding. Actually, I know I found the secret to happiness. This is it. Thanks to a World War II hero who is almost 100. And this man has lived the hardest life. And he has had so much loss, so much suffering. But he's still full of happiness. How? We will get to that today. Listen, I told you, we will live and help live here. I've been doing this for more than 10 years now, finding these stories, talking with the people who are these stories. And I've learned there are lots of helpers in the world. There are also lots of people who need help. And they find each other. But in this day and age, that's getting more and more difficult. So this is where we help that happen. This is where we make good things happen. And today, today's about you, helping you. I will give you the secret to happiness. Mm -hmm. So grab yourself a little snackaroo or start that walk or run or bath time or drive wherever you are. I've got you right now. So today, allow me to help you live. And by the by, Thank you for your support. And because you're here, I'm here. I'm powered by you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe. You can go to DahliaKurtz.com. And if you like the show, don't be shy. Please give a review. Every effort helps. And I appreciate you. Now, let's get to that secret to happiness, shall we? Alex Pollowin is a 98-year-old World War II vet, a D-Day hero. He is the last man standing amongst all of his shipmates. He was on three ships. He has already lost so many friends and loved ones, including his beloved wife, son, and most recently, a man who was like a brother to him from all of his lifelong friends, he says to me, there's no one left to call. And Alex keeps going. He keeps going. Happily. How? You are 98 years old. Your vision is going. You can't watch TV and just take yourself into another world and escape there. You don't have the dexterity, you don't have the strength, you don't have all of the things you had when you were younger to enjoy those pastimes that helped make you who you are. You don't have those people who surrounded you, who helped make you feel like who you are. Part of their family, part of their life, part of their breath, part of their air. And Alex keeps going. How? So Alex and I, we met before the 76th anniversary of D-Day in 2020. 
and he was set to be on my radio talk show. So we chatted leading up to the big day, and (laughs) the first time I spoke with him, I was absolutely shocked. I had never met such a young, at the time, 96-year-old. He's quick, he's clear, he's sharp, he's so compassionate. And I already felt connected to him before he even joined the show. Then we have our conversation, and we get to the end of that conversation on the show. And it had to be by phone. This was during COVID. He couldn't come into the studio. The high, the high point of COVID. He couldn't come into the studio. And we get to that last couple of minutes of our conversation. And I was just... I can't even explain to you how I felt. People will talk about love at first sight when it comes to romantic love. But we don't talk about love at first sight when it comes to this platonic, familial type of love. And that's what it was. And so after that show, I adopted Alex as my grandfather. And it wasn't long before he invited me to this intimate garden party outside, of course, to meet a few of his dearest friends. Nobel Peace Prize nominee David Kilgore, his brother, the man he sees as his brother, was amongst that eclectic small group of dignitaries and extraordinary humans. I don't even know how to describe them. Eclectic and dignitaries and extraordinary don't quite suit this. I I felt like I was in this piece of history and... One guest, Razia Mahmoud, she even escaped the Uyghur genocide in China. These were the people by whom I was surrounded because these are the people who surround Alex, who gravitate towards him. I seriously felt like I was surrounded by history in the making and Alex was at its core. But to Alex, these were just... These were his friends, good people who happened to accomplish great things. And David wasn't this former member of parliament or diplomat or humanitarian or any of those fancy titular things. He was Alex's brother. Every morning, David would pick Alex up and they'd go for coffee. During lockdown, David would instead bring that coffee to Alex. Alex has had a tough couple of years. Throughout the pandemic, if it wasn't already enough that he's lived this very long life where he has to suffer all of these losses, which inevitably happens if you get that many years behind you. But Alex also had tough losses at a very young age. He lost his son when his son was only in his 40s. Can you imagine? And after he lost his son, the love of his life, the love of his life, whom he described to me as Doris Day, 
Kathleen. He lost her. And when she was in long-term care, Alex would go every night to visit her and every day to visit her. And he was told, you shouldn't do it this often. You should not be going back and forth like this. You're not at an age when you can handle this. And he didn't listen. And every night he went to Kathleen to entertain her with his singing, his jokes, his harmonica playing. And throughout the pandemic, he suffered many losses. Then came the loss of David. He lost David in April. Then, a few days ago, Alex calls David's cell phone just to hear his voice on his voicemail. But David's widow answers. Alex says to her, you must think I'm kind of weird calling. And she says, no, I think it's wonderful. It tells me a lot more about you than I knew. The interest and kindness you show in him. And Alex went on to tell me, that's what keeps me going, giving. He says that, look, I know David's not with us, but I knew he would be happy if he knew I continued to phone just to hear his voice. Alex always gives. That's his default with his service. At 17, when he lied about his age to join the Royal Canadian Navy when his family in Lithuania were brutally murdered in the Holocaust, and he joins the Royal Canadian Navy to help stop the Nazis. With his love to his late wife Kathleen, visiting her daily and nightly when she was in long-term care, keeping the house clean to this day, to this day, because that's the way she would like it. With his time as one of the country's outstanding award-winning volunteers, he gives to me. He gives to me as I always wished my grandparents would. Were any of them still alive? And so, on the 78th anniversary of D-Day, as is custom now, tradition, Alex joins me on my show, and I ask him, after living almost a century, what's most important to you right now? And without even the slightest hesitation, he says, well, right now, what's important to me is speaking to you. And that's why he gives so very much. And that's why he gives so very graciously. You are always the most important person to him. You, the person before him, you, in that moment, he always sees the value in you. And after you're gone, he doesn't forget it. And your value becomes a gift, a gift to him. And that's why he has so much to give. You know,
know how he can't see TV really well anymore? And he doesn't have all of those friends to call all of those people around who used to be there? Do you know what he has? He has all of the gifts that people have given to him throughout his life. He has the gifts from his son. He has the gifts from his shipmates. He has the gifts from Kathleen. And he could sit there and close his eyes. And he doesn't have to be able to see. And he doesn't have to be able to hear. Because they are all inside. And that's why he has so much to give. And that's why he is so full of happiness. And that is what keeps him going. Alex lives and helps live. Now, if you haven't seen this yet, and even if you have seen it, you probably haven't seen what I'm about to say. So you need to check this out. It's a picture I took of my dear adopted grandfather, Alex. It's up with the podcast post on DahliaKurtz.com. And I want you to zoom in on that picture on the cane. There's a little sticky on it. It has the name of his late wife, Kathleen Petrie Pollowin. It was her cane. It's too small for him. So why does he use it? He says to me, this way, Kathleen still helps me get around. I mean, come on. That is the secret to happiness. How Alex has lived his life and how he lives it so happily. Despite loss, despite suffering, despite being alone, because he's never really alone now anymore, is he? Giving. It's just another way to say, live and help live with fewer words, I suppose. But when in my life do I ever choose fewer words? Look, I do this because I want to help. I want to make a difference. And I know together, we are that much stronger. So let's grow an even stronger group. Tell your friends to drop by the neighboralia. Send me a message. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Dahlia Kurtz. Say hi. Say help. Say whatever you need. I'm Dahlia. Live and help live. Oh, oh. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. Nothing rhymes with Dahlia. So I can say I can say with uh, with happiness that I, I thoroughly had a wonderful whole life because if anything was that way prior, it gets that way. You forget about bad things that happened to you and just think and live the good things and that's the way it was right till right now and it's good speaking through you.